Felice is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right, Felice with the assist. Welcome back to season two, episode 34, for real this time, of the Houston Dynapod podcast. Last time I said it was season two, episode 34, but I uh, I forgot. Joined on the line today by Joe. What's up, Joe? Howdy. And we are, what, what are we, like 19 minutes removed from a three-to-one thumping at the hand of uh, Austin FC? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I almost said Arsenal. Actually, they sound so close. Os, R, Os. They're just, oof. Two syllables. Oh, I would love to watch Arsenal play Austin and watch them get their shit kicked. That'd be fun. That'd be tough for me. Who would I root for? I'd root for Arsenal, I think. I'd be on, because I hate, I just, Austin's closer and they engage with me. And this, you know, I don't, I don't have a Tottenham podcast. I think I, oh God. That'd be like watching my brother sleep with my girlfriend. I wouldn't know who to root for. Like, should I hope she gets off or him? Like, it's 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 confusing. But yeah, we had a little. Yeah, that's I don't know. All right, so let's let's talk about the elephant in the room, the one we just discussed. Uh, Somos seven one three, who does uh, Dynalytics with OSG and them. He posted just plain and simple, straight to the point. Hashtag Naga out. And he got quite a bit of positive feedback on it. And Joe, I, I want to know, you told me you were leaning that way. What, uh, what do you think about that? Oh, I like, I, I want to let him stay and finish out a project because I hate letting coaches go super quick into what they're trying to do. But his in-game management is really worrying me. It's like the subs were awful today. The rotation of the lineup's been awful. His system isn't working. I don't like I don't like his formation he's playing. But again, it's not it's not his team right now. It's a lot of it is Tabs players. It's Matt Jordan's roster. I mean, I see what you're saying with the formations because I don't I know we start in a four three three, and I know it tonight, uh was it Seren was the one dropping deep between Parker and Hadebe. And it changes into that three, five, or excuse me, the five, two, three look. But I, I don't see it yet. I, I'm not there yet. Just because Tab Ramos granted under Matt Jordan and Gabriel Brenner, Tab Ramos got two years under Ted Siegel. He got like three months. I don't see it yet. And I don't, I do not think the lineup rotation was wrong. Like what? Okay, what part of the lineup rotation did you uh, have an issue with? The fact that Lunkvist and Seca started probably the last like seven or eight games, and they Thank were you. so tired. No, I'm I'm there. Him and and Vera too. Lundy, Lund. Okay, for lack of a better description, Lundy looks like he just started chemo treatment. His hair is overgrown. He had five o'clock shadow, and he looks thin. He doesn't look good. I mean, did you notice that his yes, physical appearance tonight? He looked he weird. He, he ran weird too. That's that's just how Swedish people run, Joe. <laughs> uh, dude, he doesn't look well. I thought I said the same thing in my notes, and you, I know you saw him. 
Lundy and Zeka have played, they've started all, but I mean, Zeka got here and he missed the first two or three. He's been there ever since. Lundy missed two for Junko and there was U.S. Open Cup matches. And tonight, subbing them out at the 80, what was it? Did you catch the time? 70, like fifth around. Like, let's be honest. When the third goal went in, the game was over. Just get them out then. And that's where I don't, it's where I disagree with the whole defensive subs late. I think the game was over. The minute it went two to one, the game was over, I think. What was your prediction post uh, pregame for the match? Four four. Oh come on! Did you really think it'd be four to four? Yeah, I really. You were, did. All, you were halfway. That was serious. Because I thought that Dallas game could have been could have been a score like that if if some things went differently. It's true. I mean, it, it was really three to two. It was a three to two draw. Yeah. But no, it was a tough match tonight. Did you? Ex- you didn't expect to win. No. Is that safe? Neither did I. No. I did not. I didn't think we would. Uh, we'd pull this out, and I don't. I don't know. Let's let's. Did Naga get it right? You said no. Said no, I don't think so. <clears throat> so the defensive subs late in the game, you weren't a fan of. Not lineup really. aside from the left back and the right back. <clears throat> did did Coco catch you off guard in the midfield, having played? The entire match versus Dallas. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to start, but he did, and he scored early on. So that that ended up being the right decision. What did you think about subbing in Herrera for Coco? I feel like tactically it made no sense, but I feel like Coco was probably either gassed or. And somewhat hurt if I had to take a guess because tactically I have no idea why he would do that. Well, I was thinking about it because I noticed a lot of people said he should have subbed HH for Memo. Okay. You could also argue sub HH for Seren, but then you don't have anybody to drop deep. So if you do HH for Memo, who played 55 minutes on Saturday night versus Coco, who played 103, 108 with stoppage time. A lot, yeah. And he ran his ass like, off too. Yeah, and HH did not look Ache Ache did not look very mobile tonight, but no. Um uh, I don't I think if, if you subbed Hector in for anybody on this club, almost I'm almost to the point with I'm including Steve Clark. I'd be okay with it because who on this team can do anything better than him? Like Fafa can run faster, right? But everywhere else, offensive-minded, his his diagonals are still tits. They're mustard. Who does anything better than Hector? Sebas shoots better. That may be it. That was a that was uh, that was confusing. Where was he? He came out early versus Dallas. He didn't play at all this match. But he also he's only missed uh, what the Open Cup matches. Is that it? There was like one game where Thor started over him. God, what game was that? I don't remember what game it was, but there was one. I know Thor started in both. Or no, Seba started for San Antonio, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He scored. I'm trying to think what game was it. There was a game where he didn't start. Probably wasn't 
like a midweek one like tonight. Is RSL, which was on Saturday. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's been people out there today talking about this, the way the, the MLS schedules things that Austin is uh, benefited. And I mean, I, I get that, but we can't go and blame. MLS. Oh, no, it's not an excuse. No, no. I mean, two derbies in three days. And the one we had Saturday. I got, we, we were flat the whole game. I don't know why this game wasn't tomorrow, though. Uh, I don't know why the time they had to travel here, it was at noon. Yeah. I mean, I remember them citing like safety concerns or some shit because they like to blame a certain supporters group for all their problems, even though they almost all got arrested in Atlanta, talking about Austin. But it, it doesn't make sense to schedule them like the way they're scheduling. Why wasn't this a Wednesday? Yeah, like the rest this of the is, league this is not a murm. Oh, in prime time on Twitter and Unimos. Yeah, it might have been their thing, but we watched it in Spanish. And my son goes, I can't understand what they're saying. I was like, you don't need to. Can you understand goal? That's all you need to know. <laughs> if you know goal, you 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 know that you know the score. And there was a lot of goals tonight, but none of them were ours. So, Joe, three topics. I sent you mine. I got some backups in case we match. You're going to go first tonight. Are you okay with that? Yeah. All right. So, Joe, hit me with talk about your first topic and let's let's discuss it. All right. Talk about the formation. All right. So he keeps persisting with this 4-3-3 slash 4-2-3-1 type thing. I think we need to move away from wingers. Our wingers are so bad where it feels like we're playing with nine, ten men every game. And it's it really hinders the attack. So I'm thinking we have to move to a more formation that doesn't involve wingers and just have the full backs push up. I was talking about five, three, two, I think it'd work. You have a back five, let the wingers bomb forward. HH Vera, Coco midfield. Let Darwin let Darwin free roam as one of the strikers and set us up front. I think that would work so much better than 4-3-3. Every player on the team will have a real role, unlike the wingers we have where they just kind of run around and do nothing. And I think it will help our defensive issues. I think I think Hadebe will, play, will be able to go up a little bit forward too as a left center back because we know he could actually run to the attack too. I, I think it would just be so much more effective than what we're doing right now. What do you think? So it makes sense to me. Our wingers, like, like, look, one of my topics is that if Ethan Finley stepped into our club, he would immediately be the best winger by a, a fucking mile. Oh, for sure. And I'm stick. I'm standing by that. And Finley is the guy that's been, he's bounced around from team to team to team. I really like Finley. He's, I do too. I would always pick him up as a free agent in FIFA. He's pacey as fuck. He's fast. And you you can't coach speed. You can't do it. Like a lot of people complain about Fafa, but Fafa does something that not many can do. And that's run really fast. Mm -hmm. So, so what do I think about getting away from a four, three, three and a four, two, three, one into a five, three, two. I think that we, you almost have your wish. 
The difference is we start in that 4-3-3-4-2-3-1. And then typically it's Matias Vera who drops between the center backs while Zeka and Kimo Lundi move up on the wings. And it goes to a 5-2-3 because you're dropping Seren. I understand and I can't disagree with you because our midfield is our strength. Yeah. Stop hey. We gotta stop making Vera third center back when we do switch to that. Do a natural center back. Vera's a box to box midfielder. He's not a center back. Put Bartlow there. Bartlow's a, a ball playing defender. Or you know what? You could put teenage at the top. Granted, you put a right footed, uh, well, you have Junko. You could put Ooh. a, we have a left footed guy that can play on the left side. But going into a 5 3 2, no, it's not. We're almost there. I mean, I, I've kicked around. We've talked about Thor and Sebus in a 4-4-2, which you start in a 4-4-2, you drop a, a six into or an eight to a six. Next thing you know, you have your 5-3-2. But we have to play to our strengths, and we we don't have any good wings. We don't. Last year, Fafa scored 11 goals because we would hoof the ball up the field and he would get to chase it. That's it. And score a lot of penalties. Yeah. Um, yeah. So until we get a decent winger, and and we need two. There's just we no need three. Yeah, because well, four. Well, if you kept Fafa, you need three. If you move Fafa, you need four wingers because Bahamich is is out. He's gone. Tiago, who knows? Baird, I don't want to talk bad about Baird. Pasher, did he bang Paulo's wife? What's the deal? Haven't seen him in a minute. I know he had COVID, but he's been cleared. And Seren played. Seren also had the, wasn't it Seren and Pasher with the COVID protocol? Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's back. So we have wings. It's just we don't have MLS quality wings. We don't have average wings. So now, man, I can't disagree with you. I think that the two striker look is what we need. And if you want to play Darwin up there, cool. You want to play Fafa up there and drop Sebus into like a false nine? Also cool. You want to play Thor? Fine. I, I thought Thor looked very slow tonight. Thor did not have his energy. Did you notice that? Yeah, he didn't look very good at all. I forgot he was playing at times. I actually confused him with Lundqvist once or twice, but you know those Icelanders and those Swedes—they look similar. So, my first topic. Here we go. As much as I'm going to tell everybody that Naga got it right, he missed it with three spots. And those spots are Zeka, Lundy, and Matias Veda. Zeka has had more of a rest than Lundy because he had to acclimate to the team and get used to the system. Adam Lundquist has been pretty much playing every game since DeMarcus Beasley retired. That was three years ago. Am I getting that right? Uh, it was 2019. I don't know. Three remember. years. Yeah. 2019, 2020, he was out. Yeah. So Lundquist comes out, looks exhausted. He looked bad. He looked tired. Then I'm watching Zeka. Zeka played like he was tired, as did Veda. Those three needed a break. But if you trotted out Griffin Dorsey and Sam Junka and Ethan Bartlow against Austin, people were going to have your want your head. So to me, what Fafa did, Fafa, Jesus Christ, Paulo did was he played his best lineup possible to an extent. 
that wouldn't make people want him fired immediately. I know we talked a little bit earlier about Zeka Lundy and Veda, and you mentioned Zeka Lundy, but what, what do you feel about that? How do you feel about that? Do, do you think that's, that's on target? Do you think Veda looked good? Do you think I'm wrong? What's up? I think Vera actually was pretty good in the first half. I think he was one of our better players. But it was pretty clear once, just like five or so minutes in the second half, he was done. And Lundy didn't. Lundy and Zeka both didn't look, look ready to play. I thought they were, I thought Zeka played like he was tired. I thought Zeka had his worst game by a mile. I thought he was pretty terrible, actually. Yes. Like Zeka was awful. And I like he Zeka. hasn't looked that bad since the Open Cup. Yeah, because he did not look good during that. That that was a bad game. It was a bad half. I, I, w- I would say it was a bad half. I said the first half when it ended. For me, I was I was like, okay, we got him where we want him. We're gonna sub in HH. We're gonna sub in DQ. The energy is gonna change like it did on Saturday, and we are gonna slap these bitches around. And end up with a draw. It didn't happen. Not not even close. All right. Topic two from this barn burner of a match. We didn't match up, did we? You didn't have anything that I talked about that uh, uh I had one on the rotation. Which one kind was of touched that. Oh, just about the fullbacks and Vera needing rest. Oh, good, good, good. All right, so here we go. Steve Clark is no longer reliable for 90 minutes. The first 12 games, I would say, we knew that if the ball went near Steven or was at his feet, it was pretty much going where he wanted. The last couple of games, we have seen multiple mistakes that have led to clear-cut chances and big scoring opportunities for the other team. It hasn't happened. Actually, you know what? Dallas it did. When he cleared the ball, not totally his fault, but when he cleared the ball with his left foot and it went out. And then Hedges scored. But he's becoming he's becoming reliable right now for about one huge mistake a game that leads to a goal. And, and people said nobody could have saved that free kick. He didn't move. Nobody could have saved the shot on the second goal. He didn't move. Ooh, I would argue with that one. I mean, he didn't move, but what do you, what are you thinking on Clark, man? Because as good as he's been, and you can't expect these guys to do this all year. That they, they, they're hot and cold. They're up, they're down. They're going to have poor runs of form. But in this match, the first two goals, it looked like he didn't see him. Like he wasn't seeing it. What did you think about Steve? I'm not going to come come at him too hard over those goals conceded. I mean, the second one, I think he could have done better. He definitely could have got a fingertip to it. It was a weird angle. I didn't. I didn't think he really was even going to take on that shot. It was a pretty good strike, to be fair to him. But it's more the distribution's been the more concerning thing. Like against Dallas, distribution was god awful. It wasn't great again tonight. It was better. It wasn't great though. Well, he did go and lob a ball right into. A, a, was it to Maxi? Driusi right in the middle. Yeah, that was poor. Max. He just needs to get the ball and just get it to teenage. Just get it to him. His teenage is so good at the ball at his feet. He just needs to be at his feet immediately. And he doesn't do that every time. He looks for Vera, I've noticed a lot. That's who he always looks for. 
Vera's that that midfielder dropping in. And but I, I agree with you. Teenage looks good with the ball on his feet. Teenage doesn't look great when he's not sure which way the ball the ball is going, and he has to turn quickly. He scares the shit out of me when he does that. But I, I just, I don't know, man. I'm not like I'm not really down tonight. A lot of people are. I'm, I'm really not. Because we're just theirs are better than ours, and we're going to get to that. So uh, you went first. Boom. Your turn. Your second point. Second topic. Yes. Since how could we get Herrera more involved in the game? He barely touched the ball today. It felt like he he didn't really make any sort of impact at all. I thought he was going to come in and completely change the game like he did last week, but no. He only had what thirty nine touches. He 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 did fine with the touches he had, but he just didn't get involved in the play enough up the field. And that's pretty concerning because he's supposed to be our key guy. And I don't, know if, I don't think that's on him. I think that's more on the way they had us set up the play. I think the one time he really did get involved in like a counterattack is when we created that chance for Fafa, which was – I don't even want to talk about that. You love his finishing, don't you? Oh, oh yeah. It's Fuck. just – it's it's just – it's is we can't – we're not going to be able to do anything if – Herrera is going to come off the bench like that at halftime and barely get a chance to do anything. I know he's going to get more involved as we as we play more, but we got to learn to play with him. What do you think? So tonight, I think it was Ache Ache. He dropped a couple of times between the center backs. I noticed him out like where the left back would be. And it seems to me, you ever watch the big green? It's the big green. Get the ball to the Italian kids. Do you remember that soccer movie growing up? Yes, yes, I have. I've seen that. When I watched us versus Dallas, and I would watch just HH, Ache, Ache out there, and they would all clear away and give them the ball. In my head, I heard that, that coach saying, get the ball to the Italian kids. And that's what it looks like. The problem is we don't move well off the ball. I'm not like an analyst. I don't – I just watch. But I watch and I notice – when we don't have the ball, we're not moving like other teams. No, like we don't we don't move well off it. Even if we're not directly in line for the next pass, we're kind of standing still. We do it on corners, we do it on throw-ins, we, we do it across the board. How do we get them involved in the game? Sign guys that are worth the shit on the wings. Sign guys that are more than a one-trick pony. I love Fafa, but he is. He's fast as fuck. That's his, that's his thing. I, I think until we get players on the wings that can really do something, and I'm, I'm to the point where I'm like, let's throw Baird back out there. Maybe, maybe he'll rekindle his form. And Tiago, to be honest. I want to see Tiago get a start. Until we, so do I. So bad. I, know, I don't know what's happened, but I remember seeing him and Zeka link up, and they looked like there was something that could be there. But – we don't, it's been a known since the beginning. We don't have a finisher and we don't have good service for the wings and we don't have guys on the wings that can do a job because if we did, you wouldn't start Thor Alferson out there or Darwin Quintero who by their trade or he's an attacking 10 and a nine. You wouldn't play him out there, but no, he, he didn't change the match. That was disappointing because I thought with the energy that he created on the pitch and in the stands Saturday, 
he'd have that again. But then again, we're in Austin. He's had four training sessions now and two days of rest. So I don't know. All right, man. Here we go. You're not going to like this last one. It's two parts. I'm going to say that Paulo Nagamoro, he played this game about as correctly as he could. The first half for sure. We, we had two derbies in three games. We had an away match two days after a home match against Dallas. And Dallas, let's be honest, they're our big rival. They are our rival. And that game was emotionally fucking exhausting. I was, I was engorged until Sunday morning, afternoon. Like when I woke up, I was ready to jump right back on Twitter and see like, what are people saying? I don't think Nakamura was out coached by Josh Wolf at all, even though he's a first year coach, even though he made defensive subs behind. I said this a couple of times tonight was an example of Jimmy's and Joe's and not X's and O's. Now I used to coach high school football here in Texas. So I've analyzed film. I've done player breakdowns. I've done tendencies, all that shit. Sometimes they, they have better players and there's nothing you can do. And that's where we are a lot of the time. Once we get into the bench or we get into where we need to rotate. Because if you put our best lineup out there, our best lineup is beating Austin at the end, at the end of the first half, I think. But once we get past that starting 11, it drops. And unlike Austin, Pat Onstead didn't get to pick his whole team. Unlike Austin, Paulo Nagamora didn't get to help pick his own team. So we have, we're trying to make a bowl of spaghetti, but we also have fajita meat, jalapenos, and eggs. So we got a bunch of ingredients that don't fucking fit our recipe. And right now, Paulo Nagamora is trying his best to make something that's edible. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. But I, I'm not Naga out. I think that for 55 to 62 minutes tonight, he fucking nailed it 100% on the head. What about you, Joe? I mean, he's doing, I think he's doing his best with what he has. I, I mean, I think he did get out coached today. Not by much. I, I mean, Austin has such a better roster than we do. And you're right, because they are lucky, because, I mean, had such a good opportunity for a coach to get to sit there and handpick his team from complete scratch. That's such an advantage. I do think, I do think he got it wrong with the subs. And that's because of the rotation, as I said, if we had these players more rested, then we wouldn't have to be subbing out defenders because they look gassed. That's the issue. And the in not subbing on Sebas and Pasher, I think is disastrous coaching decisions, in my opinion. Because we look just so lifeless in attack today, and that's what we need. We're down we're down two goals. You gotta at least try. You can't just go, oh, we're down two goals. Let's just give up and sub off players that look tired so we don't get injuries. You can't do that. You got to try to the end. You got to keep attacking. You got to at least make an attempt for the comeback. And it, it felt like he gave up. That's what I think. 
I agree that he knew the game was lost. And I agree that we don't have anybody down there to help. And here's why. The last two days, my son and I have been religiously playing FIFA, Austin at home, and Houston on the road. And every time on the Dynamo, and I get down there with Quintero or Sebas, there's nobody else fucking there, even in FIFA. I mean, look, I played six or seven games before I scored a goal with Fafa. As you saw tonight by his finishing, FIFA got it right. Uh, Austin have a better team. I don't know how Dallas are so high. We've outplayed them twice. We should have, realistically, we could have had six points from those two matches. I don't know how Dallas are that high, but Austin, they do the things that you should. They stretch the field. Their diagonals. Fagundes is a good player. Juicy is a good player. He's fucking good. I'd hate his hair. He looks like a, I don't know, a weird cute tip. But Fagundes is fucking good. And so is Giussi. Uh Ring is good. I don't think Stuvers is, I don't think Stuvers is an all-star. But they have a better team. And like you said, they had the opportunity to pick the recipe. Excuse me, pick the ingredients for, the, sorry, man. I've had like, I bought these beers on sale at Aldi. And these German tall boys. I've had all of them after this. He had the <laughs> chance to pick his ingredients for his recipe, and, and Paulo hasn't. So, I, I, I mean, after the first year with Tab, I was like, give him another one. After the second year, I was like, he could maybe have another one. I'm just a little more patient. <sighs> Overall, scale of one to 10, what do you think of the match? What would you rate it? A three. I'd give it a two. But yeah, I, we're close enough. That's, all right. We got some questions, dude. You ready? Yeah. Where'd they go? Here we go. All right. Dude. Number one, why are Houston fans, excuse me, Atlas writes, why are Houston fans so quick with Naga out when we finally have new ownership investing in players? Because we're used to being abused and disappointed, and we're used to coaches not being backed. Now, I, I don't know if we've backed him because we need two wings. We won't know if he's really backed until after this year. You know, so yeah. you said you're leaning towards Naga out. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I'm, I'm still Naga in. I think, I think this, this uh, next offseason is going to really show how much they do back him. We'll see how much money they spend. Yeah, I think this is where we figure out if Tad is Tad, Tab, Ted, Ted is for real. Can't spoke. If Ted's for real or if Ted is just a one and done type of guy, I think he's for real. I hope he is. Because if you, were you at uh, the Dallas game? No. Oh my God. You missed the fucking, you missed the best game at PNC <laughs> since Seattle. Holy shit. That's just with one player. You bring in a couple other, a couple other average wingers, man, and we're a playoff team. All right. Question two. I'm going to let you answer this one first because you talked about it. What justifies subbing Coco? He was our best player in the first half. Should have been paired with HH. How do you justify subbing Coco off? The only justification could be if he was hurt. That's really it. It makes no sense. He was so good for first half. And he, 
has been our best player of late, I would say. It, it, I don't, I don't think there really is a good justification for it. It was Vera, Vera was tired. He, so he wasn't going to be able to get up and down the field like Coco's been. And he can't pass like Coco. Saren is just nowhere near the level of Coco. So there is no justification. It makes no sense. My justification would be that HH can do everything he can and more. Maybe not score. HH can do everything he can and more between the boxes. I mean, he's Hector Herrera. If they were like, now in Hector Herrera for Sebastian Ferreira, everybody would expect him to score. I mean, you would, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Coco played the whole 90. That would be my thing. I figured there'd be a lot of rotation. I figured we'd see a lot of rotation early. But uh, Coco's been a pleasant surprise. And actually, I spent all day. I don't know if he listens to my show or not. Probably not. I spent all day and the, before the last match chatting with a Panamanian Austin fan. His name is Panda. And uh, we talk quite a bit. He loves Coco. He actually kind of, he's Panamanian. He roots for Coco. Wonderful guy. So there are actually uh, Austin fans out there that are capable of having a conversation and not just saying things like, why does Houston suck so bad? <sighs> All righty. Mike Maselli from Twitter says, was this performance what you expected given our roster versus Austin, or did you expect more? Biggest standouts, biggest letdowns. I expected a point. I never thought we'd beat them. They're better. They have more depth. The players fit their system. They, their ability to switch the field with diagonals is phenomenal, especially because of Fagundes. And we don't play wide enough to defend it. My biggest standout this game, Coco. My biggest letdown, Steve Clark. What about you? You need me to repeat the question or you got it? I got it. Uh, I expected just more fight and not to look like we gave up at the end. That's what I expected, but in, I, I didn't think we were going to win. I thought I was pretty hopeful for a draw, but I didn't think we were going to win. So I'm not, it's not too off, far off from what I expected. And my biggest, my biggest letdown was Zeka, and the best was Coco. No, Zeka. Zeka, Zeka was just so bad. The Brazilian Freddie Mercury. He didn't look into it, man. And there was a couple of plays where he sent the ball too far. He didn't get to it, and he put his hands out like he was praying. It was palms up to the yeah. other guy. Well, there was one play that struck at me. We got on a break, and Fafo was bombing up the wing, and he went to pass it to him, play the play the ball, and it was just so short, and just killed off what could have been a great attack. And like he was doing that all game, he just just so poor today. Tired legs, tired. But who? Yeah. who I mean, if we tried a Dorsey out, everybody'd be up in arms. I wouldn't. I like Dorsey. I uh, oof. Where's Eric Valentine when you need him, huh? Um, wish he was on a plane to another team. You know, that guy played every match for us last year, and this year he can't even 
make the, played the, one the game squad. He, well, he, he played, played in the Open Cup. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did play in the Open Cup. He, also, he played against uh, Kansas City the second day of the season. Yeah, that was when they weren't any good. Yeah. All right. Sarcastic Turtles, who uh, his avatar is uh, Danny DeVito with a big blonde wig. It makes me laugh. <laughs> like every time he comments, I have to click it and look. I'm like, that makes me laugh. This is, dude, I, I can't answer this one because he's asking what players, what players, okay, what players should go out by the end of the season? I would say Valentin, Baird, that's it say Valentin uh, Baird because we I mean can we cancel Tiago's loan no because I was thinking about that in Bahamich and usually you can't I mean who who would you send out right now Baird he's just I mean I would get rid of Fafa too I think I think we should. I think we could try something new on the wing. Well, we're gonna have to. Yeah, they're, they're just two two just overpaid players who just aren't cutting it. Fafa's obviously better than Baird, but neither of them are playing up to their salary. I would move off both of them and Valentin. I could see that Fafa was one I thought about just because of the the rumors that were said to have been false, but I could see I could see that. He asks, what players should we look at bringing in? All of them that play wing. There's so many. I I can't give you a list, and I've done it before because I've been asked this question a lot. And uh, realistically, we have limited money. We have no international spots. You're going to have to bring in a journeyman that fits your system, and it's cheap. And I can't really give names because there's so many. But they're going to have to be domestic unless we move off – who would we move? International Tiago? We cancel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We cancel his loan. Do you have anybody in mind? I remember you mentioned uh, that Arsenal guy before. Uh, remember the 29 year old? He was uh, uh, Campbell? Not Saul Campbell. Who are you talking about? Yeah, not, not Saul Campbell, other Campbell. 29-year-old winger. Uh, yeah, Costa Rican Campbell. Nah, you mentioned an Arsenal guy before. Wasn't that you? Yeah, he was an ex-Arsenal player. Yeah. Campbell's his name? Yeah. Guy, I can't remember his first name right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. He's an international. Other names I'm thinking. If we're looking around the league... It's hard to really say. Tabs put a couple up today, like a Gooch, some guy named Gooch. Oh, Lyndon Gooch. I like he, him. He plays for Sunderland. I don't really know anything about him. I've used him on Football Manager. That's it. You know what a Gooch is, right? <laughs> yes. Thank God. <laughs> I want him in for that reason. That's it. Like, I don't give a fuck what his numbers look like. Get yeah, him in. He's a midfielder that... slash winger. I put out a list of uh, USL guys, and there was, you know, 25 and under. And I, I think that's that's really all we can look at doing. Well, there's one guy in RSL that I really that I really want, Anderson Julio. He's not in favor with them right now because they got Savarino in. But I love mm-hmm. this guy. He scored on us last year. Who's a uh, Hoppy or Hop? Matthew, Matthew? Hoppy. Matthew Hoppy. Hoppy. 
That was another one that was mentioned. He's more of a striker than a winger, though. I don't think he. I don't think he would. He would come here. I think he oh. wants. To, he probably wants to be on that World Cup roster. And I don't and, uh, think that would happen here. No, no. I think. I think we still have a reputation right now as being the place where careers go to die. Yeah. But that's hopefully that's changing up. All right, let's go. Are there more? How many questions did I ask you? Was it four? It was four. Whew. Who's your man of the match, Coco? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> if I had to pick. All right. Well, that was a quick one. Yeah. How you been, man? It's been like a week and a half. I've been doing pretty on? well. Uh, I've been getting back into my music lately. Oh, like what kind? Oh, I'm a drummer. So no way. Hell yeah. You know I, I'm really. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, 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 you go, you go, you go, you go, man. Oh, come on. <laughs> uh, there's. I don't know if I ever mentioned this before, but one of my former students. He's my. He's not famous, but he's like a Texas country musician, and he fucking jams like they're they're good oh yeah when we when we sign off i'll tell you his name but uh what's your what's your genre what's your go-to music genre uh metal oh favorite band uh dream theater i've heard of them that's the guy from tool right no that's perfect circle yeah it's perfect circle dream theater what do they i know that name what do they what do they do uh like they're progressive metal so like really technical stuff. Let's see. Progressive see metal, like they're like women's rights and voting opportunity. <laughs> like, is that what that means? Like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Because I know goth became emo. Like, is it like a new so, thing? It's not it's not a new thing. It's kind of it's it's kind of where they kind of like like bend bend almost like bend the rules of music a little bit, you know? Kind of like Pink Floyd stuff, but like more metal. I love Pink Floyd. Yeah. So it's more technical stuff. They like to experiment a lot. Like Queen. Like Queen did with sounds. How they yeah. incorporated different sounds into their music. They do that. Yeah. And they take a lot of inspiration from Rush. Oh, the Holy Triumvirate. Mm-hmm. I, you know who I like? And I don't even know if this like fits my personality, but I fucking love Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but... Um. I, I I'm not too familiar with him. All I heard him was he did that cover, that System of a Down song. It was awful, and it really disappointed me. Which one was that? Did an Ariel's cover? Did he really? Look it up. It's awful. He covered a, a song by Paramore as well. That was really good. But uh, no, he's I, I like him. He's not my favorite, but I, I like uh. Uh, all kinds. I don't like that screamo metal stuff. I can't understand what I'm not. Saying. I'm not a big fan of it, of it either. You know, yeah. I like your more traditional metal. I mean, that's a lot more like the newer stuff. I mean, there's older stuff that's like that too. But you consider Rage Against the Machine metal? In a way, yeah. I like Rage Against the Machine a lot too. Yeah, big fan of them. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. It happens sometimes. This is why the late night recordings don't always go so smoothly. So that's it. Getting back into your music. Yeah. 
I've been practicing a lot more. You know, I thought I thought of you tonight. It was about 15, 20 minutes into the first half. And I was standing up pacing back and forth in front of the TV. And I was like, fucking, I remember Joey saying, I sat down a little tonight. (laughs) I was like, that's right. Right. I was like, he stands. I got a man. We scored and I yelled at my mom who's here because I, I, I hurt my back carrying my son to the pool. She, uh, she jumped and my son jumped and they're like, what are you yelling for? I'm like, we scored. I hate these guys. And the next thing you know, it's three to one. It's three to one. And we want to fire Paulo Nagamura. Yep. It's crazy how quickly it changes. Uh, no, somebody did say, there's one last question. He said, uh, is it, is this the time of the year where we start just calling for the head of the coach? And yes, it, it is. It, it is happens the, every uh, year. It's a cycle. Yeah. It happens with every club. Yeah, that's that's just that's just every, soccer culture, I think. Every club goes through it where you have a, a a down year or a bad run, and you have that hashtag lunatic fringe that wants to get rid of Nakamura or whoever it is. And I just don't think it's time yet. It's not even time to say it. Because if 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 hey buddy. You just want to be on every episode I do, huh? This is the <laughs> second time. Go get your yellow. It's probably in your room. Plug that one in. There you go. Yeah, so. Oh, man. What was I saying? I'm a follow, follow, um, follow oh, that stuff. Yeah, it happens with every club. Like, uh I mean, I'm sure Arsenal fans got pissed oh, at Arteta. Oh, yeah. Arsenal might be the worst. I think there might be some of those bipolar fans out there. But, I mean, we pushed to fire Jose Mourinho, Tottenham. So I, we're, we're up there. Madrid, same thing. I mean, they're all, they all go through those little things, except for Man City. But when you spend a billion dollars on transfers a year, pretty much anybody can uh, do it. Oh, yeah. Well, all right, brother, you got anything else you want to add? Um, that I'm sad, and hopefully the next game is better. What do we got next? San Jose? San Jose. We, we, we got for that game. Home or away? Away. Fuck. <laughs> oh, all right, you know what? Two to one Dynamo. Two to one Dynamo? Um, God, let's look at their recent results. They, they, they haven't lost in their last two. We haven't won in our last. They four. drew away to Toronto and then they just beat and they beat Chicago. We beat Chicago too at home. So they were, they're probably just as bad as us. I think I mean, they, they probably have better players than us though. And depending on who you ask, they are us. We are them. That is true. I mean, they probably have, they have a better attack than we do, I think. Well, as long as we keep trotting out, out Thor instead of Sebas and sitting DQ and putting uh, whoever the fuck is healthy out of the right wing and the left wing, it's, it's going to be a tough go. We need some average wing. They, they do play tomorrow, so they're going to have less rest than us, which is nice. Yeah, one day. I think we can. Yeah, I think we can. Didn't we beat them earlier? Yeah, that was that 4-3 game, yeah. 
and we beat them last year at the home opener. That was the dude. That was the game. I got put in the fucking hospital. I was in the hospital. Like I, I got admitted to the hospital on Wednesday. They had me hooked up to the machines. They thought my liver was failing. It's a true story. They thought I was dying. And it's Friday morning. The doctor comes in and I go, hey, man, can I go home tonight? There's a soccer game. It's opening night. Like I, I need to be there. And he goes, well, medically, I can't advise you. I advise you to stay here. And I was like, but I can leave, right? Like you can't hold me. He goes, we're not a prison, sir. I was like, well, in that case, I'm, uh, I'm going to get out of here. Because I want to go watch this game. But, man, tough times right now in Dynamo Land, but it's not like we're not used to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Go ahead. I really think this game, we just got to defend the Bobasi. He killed us last time. If we could defend him, I I mean, they're not that good. Like baby, didn't he sub on and then score? Uh, did he sub on? I don't remember. He scored two on us. Yeah, he had no, a he, brace. I remember that. He played the full ninety. I mean, it's really just him. It's him and Espinoza. That's really it. But then they again, you could say the same for us. It's just DQ and Seba. So. Yeah, I mean, we don't we don't travel well, so we shall see. Anyway, the. Austin fans are starting to run their mouths to me on Twitter. I'm getting like notifications. Are they? I'm, I'm not even going to look at that stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I started it. I always do. Well, and I don't, you know what? I don't always. Did you start it? Austin and Dallas. Did you tweet something? Austin and Dallas? Oh, yeah. Tweeted a bunch of stuff. I tweeted about how they almost got arrested in Atlanta for starting shit with security. Made a couple videos, you know. Just, oh, yeah, I see. Yeah. Yeah, I showed one to my son, and he fucking he was rolling. <laughs> the uh, the one that we made out of the meme with the two dudes, Dallas and Austin. Did you see that one? Yes. Oh man, I showed it to him, and he he was fucking cracking up. But he's uh he's my kid, so he's a little different. All right, brother. I'll right. check you later. Until next time, go Dynamo. The lease is going to get there. There's no question. He squares it. There it is. It's another. And it's Bubble Rodriguez again, scoring goals left and right. Elise with the assist. Big shout out to my favorite band, Familiar with Failure, for the introductory music. You can find them at FWFTX on all social media platforms. Once again, that's familiar with failure. Check them out. Badass band. Cool ass people.